Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. And uh, thank you for joining us again today. Our topic um, for today pod, today's podcast is Rodney Alcala, better known as the dating game killer. Rodney uh, Alcala was a serial killer who is currently um, serving a prison sentence uh, and is believed to have killed uh, maybe as many as 130 people uh, in the 1970s. Um, before we get into that story, though, let me uh, again welcome our panel. Um, joined by the very talented, very lovely, and um, very kind-hearted Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? <laughs> kind-hearted. Where are you getting the kind-hearted at, now, Tammy? Uh, she's very kind. She she can be very kind at times. Give an instance. Give me an example of the kindness you've seen from the well. This well, just this morning uh, when she came in. Um, I was like standing near near her in her path, and she didn't say "get the hell out of my way." She usually does. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she didn't punch you, right? Okay. Right. So and, and she showed great restraint. And she is now the redheaded devil. She's got. Um, That's right. We can call you the redheaded devil now. What appears to be Crayola seventy three is the color of her hair. Yeah, yeah. I don't. We know need what. to post a picture of that. Is there a name for that color? What what is it? Uh, she she doesn't it. appear. It, she it's doesn't a appear lovely be. look on you. I mean, it's it, it's yeah. a lovely look, but it's a peculiar color. I'm not. No, it's sure. a, like kind of a burnt orange. Is that, is that what you call it? No. It's not. You, hello, everyone. <laughs> well, where, no, seriously, what do you call that color? I, I, I don't know. It's, it looks really good on you. Thank what comes you. to mind is, have you seen the movie Nancy and Sid? Uh, no. Uh, Sid Vicious' his girlfriend Nancy. Yeah. She has yeah, some I crazy haircuts. Well, that's... No, you're, you're here, you're, her hair is not crazy looking. Nancy, I mean, Brandy's. It's a weird color. It's a I like color. it. I'm colorblind, and it's a peculiar color. Your face color. is a weird color. No, I like it, Brandy. I really, I like it even better. <laughs> I like it more than... Uh, what are you, in second grade now? <laughs> I like it even more than I did the blue. It looks good. Thank I like you. the blue. Okay. Blue head devil. Well, the red head devil works good. And let me also introduce, uh, joining us as always, is the very um, mild-mannered, very esteemed, very uh, distinguished. Yeah. Uh, Under-endowed under <coughs> Colonel Charles <laughs> Beauregard Hawkwaters III, better known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today there, Colonel? Well, I was... Yeah, that's I was, hilarious. <laughs> 
I was doing good to you, Sully, my pee-pee. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm sure you know. you're not the first person to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, word gets around. It's I have so been called. Thing. I have been called many things in my day, <laughs> but I have never been called under in doubt. Well, I'm this is a first. That's because most not. of your dates couldn't string those words together. <laughs> well, and, I, you know, I probably shouldn't have said that, but you know, word gets around. This is and not that's not city. what your mother said, redheaded devil. I'll call and ask her. <laughs> Okay, we're just going. We're just going by. This is Dottie Scott. We're just going by our first shout out. What did you do to the boy growing up to make him so mean? Oh, other than that, I'm doing. I'm doing wonderful. I got a boy coming in this weekend. He's uh, so it's always always fun to have. He's coming home this weekend. Tanner's coming home this weekend. Well, Tanner listens to our podcast. Tanner so. does listen to our podcast. Tanner, we hope you have a safe trip from Chicago and have a good time with your family while you're here. And we have some shout-outs. So, Colonel, you want to start? Well, I want to start. Um, we First of all, I want, to, I want to say that we appreciate everybody's comments that they leave. And we had we had somebody last week that was, that was not, not altogether happy with our Aldi Murphy show. And uh, left some feedback on it. And we would like you to know that even though, even if it's not going to be positive feedback, if there's something you think we are not doing right, um, we still like to hear it. We appreciate the feedback. It's, yeah, it's nice to hear. And, 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 and this particular person um, apparently is a very big um, Audie Murphy fan and knows a lot. And I think prob- part of the problem of what we do is... When you do somebody like Audie Murphy, you have people out there, you know, that are extremely, extremely knowledgeable about the person. And we are not. And we typically are, you know, doing research and trying to learn about the person. So we can't really cover them as well. But if if you feel like we were poking fun... you know, we, we we apologize because we would never poke fun and of Audi Murphy, and we don't edit. The other thing we do is we sometimes say things off the top of our head, and we don't edit the show. Yeah, we go for a quick laugh, and sometimes yeah, it sometimes it doesn't flip, always but, come across yeah. as good. But but we do appreciate the feedback, even if it's something where you feel like we could improve upon. You know, if we had a good producer, he so might I think we might need a better producer. Yeah. But but I but I think and one thing I will was left with the Audi Murphy thing is, uh, you know, aside from the feedback, the one thing that hit me about him doing that story was how impacted he was later on by, you know, what he had done when he had seen the German orphans. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not, so it's not like the guy was a... Uh, a machine. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he was, he was, he performed his duty and he, you know, performed very bravely but it had a terrible impact on him the rest yeah. of his life. Um, yeah, but absolutely. that's off the point. But and we would, we were, you know, we were, the reason why we chose the topic of Audie Murphy is because we all admire his, you know, you know, his hero, uh, 
things that he done and uh, what he accomplished and and um, all the medals that he won. And if we come across this flippant, uh, that's just uh, you know an attempt at poor attempt at humor, and we certainly don't we didn't mean to be offensive. Yeah, sometimes we, sometimes the jokes don't always work, and we don't yeah. get that. Most of the time, yeah. most of the time, the jokes don't work, and most you know you got the devil over here playing Candy Crush. Yeah. She and then she'll chime in on something, and she don't even know what you what the hell you're talking yeah. about. What I always know. But uh, the point being, we appreciate feedback. But I will say about it. Yeah, I will say Randy was uh, was. Inst- I mean, that topic she really wanted us to do. So yes, yeah, she did. So uh, you know, so no disrespect, Audie Murphy. No disrespect to the U.S. military. Um, if we said something that was stupid, that's just because we're stupid, and um, we just try yourself. to keep. Um, you know, this is we we call edutainment. We we're, if you, have, if we you try to make it entertaining, and sometimes it doesn't. We're just not very good at say, it. If you haven't heard us say something stupid, you have not been listening long enough. <laughs> yeah. I've not been listening well. Yeah, you have not been listening very close. Because we lead, <laughs> we, we lead the league. We, lead, we lead the internet. Yeah, the and stupid on stupid. Yeah. But. So, but anyway, thank you for listening, and please, we hope you continue to listen. As I as I mentioned in the email, we do have when I replied, we do have. Um, uh, we do have the Facebook page where we post more serious topics, and uh, we do a lot. We, we uh, feature a lot uh, on um, uh, servicemen who, who serve the country and Medal of Honor winners and things. So if you haven't checked that out, please do. Um, we also have another ch- shout-out, right? Well, we have a, an exciting trans something exciting transpired. Um, and we'll let the redhead devil do this. But we heard from our Norway listener. Yes, we have one listener in Norway. And uh, if you've heard, listened to our couple um, of the last couple of podcasts, you know that we've been asking that person to contact us because we get a download of where, or we get a report where all of our listeners are from. And uh, we have one person listen to Norway, and we asked that person to please contact us, and he was very nice enough, and uh, he did that, and uh, we want to give him a shout-out. Brandy. Yeah. So, Newt, I don't, I will not attempt your last name at all, but Newt, thank you. I think it might be Canute. 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 I think. Canute. Well, either way, thank you for listening. Your dog is beautiful. I, hold on. The shout out to the dog. I, I, you can do the shout out to the dog. Okay. I'm just saying the dog's beautiful. Knut sent us dog. some uh, photos of his dog and uh, of Norway. That's just amazing, beautiful pictures. And um, yeah, Knut, we really appreciate you uh, following our podcast and uh, listening to us. And um, thank you very much. Yeah. And yeah. so that was my shout out that Timmy did. I'm well, sorry. Well, Knut, my shout out, uh, and I appreciate you. Uh, the dog was just a beautiful animal. He was, was just a beautiful animal. Really cool. And then I, I see these pictures, and I look at Canoe, and I, and I think, you know, this these are the kind of people that made this country great. He's not in this country, so there's that. Made Norway great. Made Norway great. Yeah. And we need more people like Canute to move over here. But I don't think they're they're going to do that. But uh, no, they got a beautiful country. Oh, no, the pictures he sent were beautiful. They were yeah. beautiful. But, uh, but so thank you for listening. Um, and take good care of that dog. It's a beautiful dog. Occasionally, you'll see a picture of the Colonel's dog. Um, right. And I believe I believe Canute might be a farmer and a and a herder, um, a shepherd. Uh, 
But whatever he's he's doing over there, he's doing with his dog all day and taking care of, I assume, a farm and. Yeah, it's, it's some very very beautiful pictures, and my it's a the dog is a, a husky, husky, and it's just beautiful, beautiful. And my ex has a husky as well, and it's they're a fun dogs. So, thank you for listening, and for everyone else, um, if you would like a shout out. Um, check us out on Facebook at History Dweebs and send us a, a note and let us know where you're uh, listening and uh, from, where you're from, and um, we'll give we'll be happy to give you a shout out. We do have a listener now in the Philippines, so if you're listening to us in the Philippines, um, please um, send us a note on Facebook, and we'd love to hear from you. Even if you don't want a shout out, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so thank you everyone again for listening. But let's um, let's get on. Do we have any more shout outs? That's it. Well, of course we got the lovely Dottie Scott. Oh, to my mom. Shout out to my mom who who is interested in this topic. She was happy to hear that we're doing this topic. And Dorothy likes the serial killers. Yeah, Dottie. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Dottie likes yeah. the serial killers. And is is Dorothy, is Dottie's name really Dottie? Yeah, it's I, Dottie. I that because most people that's what's short for Dorothy. That's short for Dorothy. Yeah, no, it's Dottie. Yeah. It's Dottie. It's not. Um, she was named after her aunt. aunt oh, okay. Yeah. Saying um, they they didn't they don't. It wasn't. It's not Dorothy. It's, it's well, she's a lovely Dottie. woman. I don't know how she raised a demon like yeah. you. She likes, but she likes these uh, like crime things. She watches like um, Nancy Grace and all that stuff. Nancy yeah. Grace. Yeah. She watches all those crime shows. So anyway, this is on uh, Rodney. Uh, how did I say his name? Alcala. 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 Rodney Alcala. Rodney James Alcala. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Um, he is currently um, on death row in California for five murders. Five murders he was convicted of uh, that occurred between 1977 and 1979. So he's been on death row for some time. Um, he's also uh, he had received an additional sentence in 2013 for two homicides he com- uh, committed in New York between 1971 and 1977. But the uh, number of his uh, victims uh, is, a, is thought to be much higher. Um, he, he, he's been called a killing machine by police detectives, and others have compared him to serial killer Ted Bundy. Um, the, they think he was probably more prolific than Ted Bundy. Yes. Uh, one homicide investigator uh, familiar with the evidence speculates that he probably murdered as many as 50 women, but others have said it may be as high as 130. And not uh, prosecutors said that uh, that he would toy with his victims. He would strangle them until they lost their con- until they lost consciousness, and then he would uh, revive them, only to repeat the process before he finally killed them. So. He also... Uh, yeah, went, he had a peculiar idea of what foreplay was. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he also had a collection of... They found a collection of more than 1,000 photographs that he had taken, mostly of women and of teenage boys, and most of them were in sexually explicit poses. And a lot of these, uh, post, a lot of these photos were posted online because the police fear that um, many of them were victims that they just haven't identified yet. Not, not the sexually explicit ones, but other photos have been posted, and people have come forward. But they speculate that some of the, the subjects of the, these photographs uh, are addition, additional victims. But he was known as the dating game killer because in 1978 he appeared on the television show, game show called The Dating Game. 
in in the middle of his murder spree. And I know we'll get into that more a little bit later, but for those of you not in the U.S. or maybe don't remember the dating game, it was a uh, TV game show that I guess it was kind of like, it was like a reality show of its time, kind of. They would have yeah. contestants on. Generally, they'd they be- had three. If if it was a man, um, it was typically a woman, mm-hmm. and it was three men. She mm-hmm. could not see the men. Right, they'd be partitioned so she yeah. couldn't see them. And she, but she asked them questions. Yeah, um, and and usually it was like. <clears throat> Uh, double entendre type questions yeah. like if you were a vegetable what kind of vegetable would you right. be and, and actually the colonel and his wife met on the dating game no he didn't uh, we met on the dating I, game I think that's a lie okay we met on christianmingle.com yeah. I think that's a lie okay. no no you did not <laughs> but anyway it was a game show uh, where people and and then the one like the colonel said if it was a woman she would ask the guys questions without seeing them and then she would select uh, after the, a series of questions she would select the one that she would go out on the date with and the game show would then pay for them to go on a date or and the the guys that didn't get chosen would get uh, tur- a year supply of turtle wax or San Francisco the or uh, oh, rice 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 San Francisco was a big one yeah so it was kind of a cheap show but um, I always just remember they always blew a kiss at the end. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Jim Lang was always blowing kisses, yeah, and, I, and I should. Yeah, he was the. I uh, was uh, game show host. I, we didn't meet on Christian. The Colonel was a mail order groom. I see. No. Renee paid to have me ship. No. The you were paid to have you ship back. Mm. Were you on rentaboy.com? I was, I, oh, rentaboy. I was on Boy. She found me on boytoy.com. I see. Okay. No. Let's talk about uh, Rodney Alcala. What is that? Pro- I'm still pronouncing Alcala. 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 Do you prepare for this show at all? I do, but I'm terrible with pronunciations. We know. Rodney Alcala was born. Uh, actually, his r- r- real name is Rodrigo. Um, Alcala something. He was born. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It, 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 Rodney Alcala was born in San Antonio, Texas. And, of course, the Turk Colonel is familiar with uh, San Antonio. They have the river walk down there. It's a very beautiful Beautiful city. place. Yeah. Beautiful city. His father abandoned the family. It's, I mean, like every serial killer we do, the father either beats the hell out of the kid or he ban- abandons the family. But he abandoned the family, and the mother moved um, Rodney and the sisters to suburban Los Angeles. When uh, that'll make it better, Rodney was just 12 years old. Um, in 1960, Rodney joined the U.S. Army at age 17, and he served as a clerk in um, in 1964. Um, he had what was described back in the day as a nervous breakdown. I kind of had one of those like twice a week, but he back in the day he had a nervous breakdown. He was diagnosed um, with uh, antisocial personality disorder, much like uh, Brandy. Uh, ex- I believe she has, yeah, antisocial, uh, schizoid yeah. affective. Yeah, but anyway, other diagnoses later proposed various psychiatric uh, by various psychiatric experts. And his trial included narcissistic personality disorder, the colonel, borderline personality disorder, <laughs> Timmy, the corner, red-headed <laughs> sexual deviance. <laughs> no, now, come on, Timmy. You know that's you now. All right. I'll raise my hand on that one. After, after leaving the Army, 
Um, Rodney graduated from UCLA School of Fine Arts, and <laughs> get this, he later studied film under Roman Polanski. There you go. Now, if you're going to have a mentor, it's going to be <laughs> there's Roman your boy Polanski. right there. there. Of course, Roman Polanski's famous uh, uh, film director, and he also is wanted, still wanted, I guess, right? Uh, on still wanted in the United on States. Yeah. Statutory rape charges of a model back in, I guess, in the seventies. Thirteen-year-old uh, yeah. uh, girl gave a yeah. champagne, put it in a hot tub. Yeah, she uh, she could have drowned or got a staph infection. Yeah, well, he of course he's still wanted, and there's still a warrant out for him, and he can't, so he can't come to the United States without fear of being arrested. But anyway, he studied. Um, Rodney studied under him. Um, and so now, uh, as I mentioned, uh, so Rodney's out in California. He's just getting out of the army. Um, and now um, he begins his life of crime, and Brandy's going to tell us about that. So he he committed his first known crime in 1968. A motorist in Los Angeles called police after watching him lure an eight-year-old girl named Tally Shapiro into his Hollywood apartment. That's what makes this story more difficult than some of the serial kills we do, because, I mean, there's like... Small kids involved in this one. Yeah. It's gross. Uh, the girl was found raped and beaten with a steel bar, but Alcala had fled the scene. Um, to evade the resulting arrest warrant, he left the state and enrolled in NYU film school using the name John Berger. In 1971, he obtained a counseling job at a New Hampshire arts camp for children using a slightly different alias, John Berger. Because, yeah. I think he just spelled them differently. Yeah, I think he just misspelled the second one, but whatever. Uh, or it could have been a data entry error. Yes. In June of 1971, Cornelia Michelle Crilly, a 23-year-old uh, Transworld Airline flight attendant, was found raped and strangled in her Manhattan apartment. Her murder would remain unsolved for the next 40 years. Later that summer, two children attending the arts camp noticed... Alcala's FBI wanted poster at the post office and notified camp directors. I think that's so funny. I know. <laughs> the kids busted him. Good. Uh, he was arrested and extradited to California. By then, Tally Shapiro's parents had relocated their entire family to Mexico and had refused to allow her to testify at Alcala's trial. Yeah, and you know, I was thinking about that, and and, and I can see why they want to protect their child for the whole trauma of going through a, a trial and everything, but boy, that would have saved, maybe, maybe it saved a lot of lives yeah. uh, had that trial went forward. Um, unable to convict him of rape and attempted murder without their primary witness, prosecutors were forced to permit Alcala to plead guilty to a lesser charge of assault. He was paroled after 34 months in 1974 under the indeterminate sentencing program popular at the time which allowed parole boards to release offenders as soon as they demonstrated evidence of rehabilitation. See, I think that's the big difference between now and then. Yeah. Now, I mean, it would be back in the day. You could go, almost anyone up for parole would get released. Well, that's that's why they came out with the mandatory minimums, yeah. the sentencing guidelines. But now, it's hard, it's harder to get parole. I mean, it seems like you get more get denied than get a parole. You know, I just read this story in the news. Um, it made me think of this eight-year-old, but... Um, apparently, a grown man had uh, had intercourse, rape with a fourteen-year-old girl, 
Um, so it's rape. It's, mm-hmm. um, and the father, the girl's father found out about it. This was just as weak. Um, and what he did was he invited the man over for dinner. Then he beat him, tied him to a chair, burned his genitals, and then beat him to death with a steel bar. And mm. I think, to me, that's justice. Now, they have indicted the man for murder. Now, yeah. if the colonel were on a, were the judge, I'd be dismissing that charge. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know. <clears throat> and not to be an asshole because the guy did deserve it, but, you know, when we, when we allow vigilante justice, where does it end for us? Well, where the colonel says it ends. Oh, okay. So yeah. we got. That. I mean, yeah. but, I mean, you know, you still have to have due process. But I'm, I'm with you. If it, well, if I believe it. No, I mean, I, you know, I'm no, but I mean, it, it's interesting because in states, and this, this came about a long time ago. There was a guy that they extradited back to Texas. I remember that. Um, and he got off the. I believe he got off the bus in the fire. No, no, it was. He uh, would come through the airport. He come through the airport, mm-hmm. and this back before security was so tight. The father, and he had raped this this man's uh, son. Son, son, yeah. Um, And the father was at a phone booth. He had his hat pulled down, baseball hat pulled down real low. Uh, And as soon as the guy got close, he turned around with a pistol, put two shots in the guy's head. TV cameras were rolling. Yeah, TV cameras were rolling. Because it was a news story. He was a karate instructor, the guy that raped him. Mm -hmm. I think he went to Mexico or someplace. Um, yeah, and they... They were indicted. It was just No, in Texas. It was in Texas. They found a justifiable homicide. Right. Yeah, but they had, they had extradited him back to the United States. Yeah, they had extradited him back, but yeah. the father that killed him, they did not charge him. They, they called yeah. it justifiable homicide. Yeah, you can, you can yeah, write... It's all Texas. It was in Texas. That's why this story that the guy Texas. killed the guy must not have been in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, said. let's go back to Alcala. So, less than two months later... Alcala was arrested, was again arrested after he assaulted a 13-year-old girl identified in court records as Julie J., who attempted what she thought would be a ride to school, or accepted, I'm sorry, what accepted what she thought would be a ride to school. Once again, he was paroled after serving two years of an indeterminate sentence. See, again, good, how do you, good how call, do you guys. keep, yeah, how do you keep letting someone on the street, you know? You know what's peculiar about this guy too is that he's all over the place with his his victimology. Yeah, it's teenage boys, teenage boys, teenage girls, older yeah, women. Uh, Yeah. Um, Normally, you have uh, yeah. There's a a target pattern. Yeah, there's a pattern. There's a population that people target. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry, Brand. In 1977, after his second release from prison. Alcala's Los Angeles parole officer took the unusual step of permitting a, a repeat offender and a known flight risk to travel to New York City. NYPD cold, ca- cold case investigators now believe that a week after arriving in Manhattan, in Manhattan, Alcala killed Ellen Jean Hoover, Hoover, 23 daughter of the owner of Ciro's, a popular Hollywood nightclub, and the goddaughter of Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. Her remains were found buried on the grounds of the Rockefeller Estate in Westchester County. In 1978, Alcala worked for a short time at the Los Angeles Times as a typesetter and was interviewed by members of the Hillside Strangler Task Force as a part of their investigation of known sex offenders. Although Alcala was ruled out as the Hillside Strangler, he was arrested and served a brief sentence for marijuana possession. 
Probably served a longer sentence for that. Yeah, yeah I mean, this was going on. I mean, you know, this is going on right in the middle of the hillside strangler reign of terror. It's like, man, there was a lot of shit. She could slide under the radar on that one. Well, you had that going on. And in the mid 70s, you also had um, uh, Son of Sam going on in yeah. New York, where he was at. So, Well, during this period, Alcala actually convinced hundreds, hundreds of young men and women that he was a professional fashion photographer and photographed them for his portfolio. With air quotes. With air quotes. See, all you need is a business card, I'm telling you. I believe Timmy has, on occasion, um, said that he was a talent scout. Now, I have talent. I have scouted talent. uh, Yeah, and now Timmy doesn't claim to be a photographer. What he says to the women, and then, you know, these are are adult women. These are grown. Yes. These are adult women, so, you know, it's all, you know. Well, they're legal. Legal, but on occasion you have some undocumented. <laughs> I I am a talent scout. Send me a picture of yourself. No, uh, I always look scantily good. clad, and no, I will see if I can. Uh, We're only joking. It's a joke. Yeah, you're it's, a weirdo. It's a joke that uh, if it would work, you would do it. Well, but yeah, but this guy was had nefarious reasons. For he his. well, listen, but I don't. Whatever, I don't understand, but. He so he photographs again hundreds. Yeah, well, of yeah, they found and yeah, actually thousands. Well, they found thousands. Just says hundreds, right? Now. Um, a Times coworker later recalls that Alcala would share these photos with workmates. Yes, yeah. I, I, read, I read that too. What? What's? What? If someone's showing you a collection of half-naked, you know, women or kids or whatever, you can tell somebody. Well. Well, it's like Jared from Wayne. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, like he, he's, he, uh, well, we don't know. Yeah. He's, he's not. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So anyway, you know, he hasn't been in trial yet. So no, but I mean, the guy was allegedly showing him yeah, the things. Yes. And well, whatever. You're just as guilty once you start so not telling. He recalled, <clears throat> you know, he shared these photos with the workmates, and and his coworkers said, "I thought it was weird, but I was young and I didn't know anything." Uh, when I asked why he took the photos, he said their moms asked him to. I remember the girls were naked. Well, maybe it was a time. I don't know. This is in the seventies. Maybe the you know, I don't awareness know. wasn't like I don't it is let, now. I wouldn't let a professional photographer. I wouldn't let Annie Leibovitz 
photograph one of my boys naked. No, no. That's crazy. No, that is. So, uh, let's see. Uh, He said he was a professional, so in my mind I was being a model for him, said one of the women who permitted Alcala to photograph her in 1979. The photo also included spread after spread of naked teenage boys, she said. Most of the photos were sexually explicit, explicit, and most remain unidentified. Police fear that some of the subjects may be additional cold case victims. And then we get into, in the middle of all this, old boy appears on the dating game. On the dating game. Yeah. He's he's lonely. He's lonely. He's He's trying to meet new victims, new women, new friends. Yeah, he's trying to branch out. He's he's diversifying. He's trying to meet new friends. Um, So, and... Now, this is 1978, so, you know, you don't have the World Wide Web and everything to check people out, but still. Well, you got to remember, too, in the dating game, uh, you know, today we've got 200 channels. Back in the day, you had, you know, a handful of channels. So, yeah. dating game was, you know, millions of people watched it. Yeah, and this guy, but he was still, despite the fact that he was a convicted rapist and a registered sex offender, he was chosen to be on the show. Yeah, I guess they did any background <clears throat> checks back in the I days. believe they didn't. Now, by this time, he'd already killed two women. <clears throat> I'm sorry, he already killed four women. Two in California, two in New York. And here's Jim Lang, who was a cheese. You remember him. Yeah, he was like the Wink Martindale of his day. He was, the, he was he very was, cheesy. Yeah, he was very, the, uh, he was the uh, game Wink show Martindale of his day. <laughs> yeah. He was the game show host. Now so here, how about Pat Sajak or Alex Trebek? <laughs> no, he was cheesier. Oh, than, I, I and, think and, Alex Trebek is a little higher. And didn't Jim Lang do the Newlywed Game too? I think so. Yeah, um, he was moonlighting. I love that. I, well, no, Bob yeah. Eubanks did the Newlywed. Oh, yeah, Bob, Bob Eubanks, Eubanks did. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So he uh, here's how he introduces him: a successful photographer who got his start when his father found him in a dark room at the age of 13, fully developed. Yeah. Now, what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> it says Found double, him in double. a dark room at the age of 13, fully developed. Yeah, it's the double entendres. Either. Yeah. But you can uh, you can actually, I watched it, you can actually go to YouTube and um, type in Ronnie Akala, Rodney Akala and Dating Game, and you'll get to see that episode. It's now, creepy. One of, the, one of the contestants with him, a guy named Jeb Mills, he was an actor. He, he described him as a very strange guy with bizarre opinions. Um, and later, it, this is going to come up in a later trial, but um, at a trial, um, this guy s- said that he did not have earrings on. That was this shows up later um, because at that time, 1978, men did not, it was before it was fashionable for men to have earrings. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't really until about, I guess, in eight, what, 80, 80, 81, 82, maybe mid somewhere 80, around something there. Something like that. Now, I, watched it. I watched the video. I didn't see earrings. But. Well, he had long hair. Yeah, um, yeah, it was real bushy, real bushy at the time. And he had, uh, but anyway, he won. He won a date with the bachelorette, Cheryl Bradshaw. Her lucky day. Her lucky day. But then she decided later not to go out with him because she found him creepy. Now, yeah, she that that was probably a good decision on her part. It was a good decision on her part, but it was bad news for a couple other people because um, Pat Brown, who's a criminal profiler, he said that Alcala probably killed one of who's going to come up prominently here, Robin Samso, and at least two other women after his dating game appearance because he because of the rejection. 
Oh, so he 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 was embarrassed that even though he won, uh, he was a winning contestant. She still no, wouldn't go they out. They don't with understand him. it. Well, he didn't. Yeah, he he just they don't get rejection. They think something's wrong with the girl. So he's like, she played. You know, she played me. She played hard to get. So it you know it, it was and and serial killers tend to stresses are what usually occur with serial killers. So. Um, so this Miss Samso gets killed. It set him off. That's what set him off. And I say Miss because she's a 12-year-old girl and a redhead devil can tell you more about her. <clears throat> so Robin Samso was a 12-year-old girl from Huntington Beach, California. And she disappeared somewhere between the beach and her ballet class on June 20th of 1979. Her decomposing body was found 12 days later in the Los Angeles foothills. And police subsequently found her earring in a Seattle locker rented by Alcala. In 1980, now this gets squirrely. Now, Tim, you're sort of the resident lawyer, although you didn't pass the bar. So I did help, not take the bar. So help, help me with this. <laughs> okay. In 1980, Alcala was tried, convicted, and sentenced to death for Samso's murder. The verdict was overturned by the California Supreme Court because jurors had been improperly informed of his prior sex crimes. All right. Yeah, In 1986, after a second trial, virtually identical to the first trial, except for they had to omit uh, prior criminal history, mm-hmm. uh, he was convicted again and sentenced to death again. Here's where my, my concern Well, I just wonder. A Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals nullified the second conviction in part, and I really like this, in part because a witness was not allowed to support Alcala's contention that the park ranger who found Samso's body had been hypnotized by police investigators. That's strange. Well, yeah. everybody knows the police will use hypnosis and acupuncture to get a confession. Wow. So, so they nullified the second conviction. So does they that mean he it. gets nothing? No, it probably <clears throat> remanded it back to the lower the first court. one. Yeah. So, so it, so the one, the, so the trial that included his prior sex crimes, mm-hmm. they went back to that one. Well, no, they probably no, they just started, had to start all over. Yeah, they have a third trial. Yeah, yeah okay. third trial. They had a third trial. Okay, so so that somebody could come in and say that the park ranger had been hypnotized by police. Yeah, he didn't get all. He didn't. He yeah, it was remanded, so they had they had to do a retrial. And I think you're going to talk about the third trial. Yeah, and this is jumping all the way up now into 2003. Um. Something well in 2003, something happens. He still hasn't been prosecuted for the third time, but they're working on the case. Yeah, but yeah, but keep in mind he's incarcerated now. He's been incarcerated since 1979. So. Yeah, yeah, he's still in jail. But right. I mean, these are. Um, but anyway, while while getting ready for this prosecution, now this is when DNA starts to become, you know, ready readily mm-hmm. available, and under a new law with sex offenders, his DNA was sampled. Now. It matched when they when they did the test. It matched semen left at the rape murder scenes of two women in Los Angeles, and then another pair of earrings found in Alcala's storage locker had DNA on it of one of the two victims. 
So additional evidence, another cold case DNA match in 2004 um, led to his indictment for the murders of four additional women. Um, a New York runaway um, found rolled up in a ball in a Los Angeles ravine, and they originally thought she'd been a victim of the Hillside Strangler. Um, I wonder how they distinguish was, him from the Hillside Strangler. I wonder, you know. Well, I think he he was, he did. Now, the Hillside Stranglers killed, strangled everyone, of course. And then his the second of the four, um, this young lady, Georgia, Georgia Wixted, 27, she was bludgeoned to death. Then you got Charlotte Lamb of the, here's the fourth. She's the third of the fourth. She was raped and strangled. And then Jill Pontero, Parento, um, she was killed. And and here's, you know, the, they were by the same position because of these four, they were all posed in very carefully in chosen positions. Mm-hmm. So this leads up. So now they've got DNA matches on the third trial. And what the prosecutors decide to do is just have a joint trial for all these. And the reason being, um, said one prosecutor, if, if you're a juror and you hear one murder case, you may be able to have a reasonable doubt. But it's hard to say you have a reasonable doubt on all five, especially when four of the five aren't alleged by eyewitnesses, but proven by DNA matches. Sure. So, so it's you're, you have a greater chance of a conviction if you do them all together. All together. As opposed to... Yeah, so... So in 2006, the uh, California Supreme Court ruled in although their favor. I mean, although you're, low, you're rolling the dice a little bit because you could get a conviction on one of the five and still... Well, I think they were just trying to save costs mm-hmm. rather than have five separate trials, or, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, we'll get into later on because it didn't really, you know, once you get a death sentence, it doesn't really matter how many death sentences you get. But now all the way up to... Uh, this you know this takes a long time and now we're getting up to 2010 before he even actually stood trial for the charges and on the third trial this guy decides to be which is always a great idea oh, be attorney. your own attorney there we go and he took the stand in his own defense now for he interrogated himself full for a client he interrogated himself for five hours. How did he keep? How did he lie? How did well, he lie to himself? Well, what he would do is he, when he was uh, the when he was the lawyer, he would use a deeper voice than the other. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I don't know if he was in the seat. Uh, you know, I, I gotta look this up. I don't know if he was sitting did in the get up and down? Down and j- yeah. jump up and down and say, "Well, Mister Alcala." Did he object? He objected quite a bit. Um, he and he. He's he, and this is where the earrings come up because he says that uh, the earrings that um, Samso had were his and he had them on the dating game appearance and that guy the actor who said he was creepy as hell said no he would have never had he didn't have them I would have noticed it you know men didn't wear earrings at that time yeah it would have stood out and I like I said I've seen the video and. It- yeah, did not seem to me that. Uh, and as and as part of he he really made no he only tried to get out of Samso's killing. He really didn't do anything to dispute the four other four killings. So he's just giving up on um, that. Yeah, he's like, oh shit, they got my DNA. I should have 
But anyway, the other thing about this is that these, these some of these killings occurred in the early seventies when there was a um, you know when the death penalty was not available you know yeah and then it was reinstated in seventy six. So well, as part of his closing argument, he played uh, he played the portion of the Aldo Guthrie song Alice's Restaurant, where they're, where they're talking about the psychiatrist and him saying, "Shrink, I want to kill." I want to kill, kill, kill. I don't know if you remember Alice's restaurant. I remember the song, but I don't remember that part. Yeah. So he played that somehow, but um, for some reason. But the jury deliberated. I don't know what took them two days, but, I, well, I know what took them two days because they got, I think, $12 a day. You plus keep saying meals. that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they found him. It took them two days. They found him guilty on five counts of first-degree murder. And a surprise witness during the penalty phase was Tally Shapiro, his first known victim, that young girl that got yeah. beat with the bar. Yeah. Um, she was much older then. And March 2010, he was sentenced to death for the third time. Yeah, and he's been incarcerated, uh, like I said, since, ni- since the uh, 1979 arrest for the Samso murder. Um, during uh, the period between his second and third trial, he wrote and published a book called You, the Jury, in which he claimed he was innocent in the Samso case and suggested a different suspect. Uh, I don't know if that ever made it the best set in New York Times bestseller list or not, but he authored that book. He also filed lawsuits against the California penal system for... I said penal. Yeah, you did. Uh, okay, penal. thank you. For a slip and fall incident and uh, workers' comp. <laughs> and get this also for refusing to provide him with a low fat diet. Well, now, see, because we're supposed to provide humane prisons in this country. Yes. You know, so you, you're telling me these guys are walking around on slippery floors and haven't eaten high carb foods. Well, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, so Even we said after it's his... It's just not right. There's something wrong with that picture. In 2010, we're going to go back to the New York cases. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. So 2010, the New York authorities decided they was they were not going to pursue Alcala uh, because of his stat, because he was on death row, and they thought it was a waste of time. But nevertheless, in two, January 2011, a Manhattan grand jury indicted him on the murders of Alan Hoover, the uh, um, I think she was a, an heiress that died, was murdered in July of 1977, mm-hmm. and Miss um, Creeley, who was the TWA flight attendant, who was murdered in 1971. In and I believe these came up from DNA matches, too, I believe. In 2012, he was extradited to New York, where he initially pled not guilty to both of those homicides, but in December of 2012, he changed his plea to guilty on both counts, uh, citing a desire to return to California and hopefully to a low-fat diet, I guess. Um, and on January of 2013, he received um, an additional 25 year, uh, 25 years to life sentence. Uh, the death penalty was not an option in New York State to, since 2000. has not been an option in New York State since 2007. And, you know, you wonder if it's... Because to me, this is silliness. What this is to me is a prosecutor that wants to get two easy murder convictions under his belt. Because they, well, but, they know they're going to send him back to California. They know he's never going to step out of prison. They know he's never going to... 
But I, I guess if I you guess, were the families, though, yeah. you would you want you would want to see some you sort want of something. closure. You want closure. Well, you, I don't know that that gives you closure. I think the death penalty in California gives him closure, but I don't. Has California even executed anybody? Um, I don't know. I don't know where it stands. No, but the on. problem is that you know. Okay, so he gets convicted of killing all those people whenever, and. You know that he killed these girls. Everybody knows that he killed whatever girl. But it's not, and it's not. There's no proof of it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So in March of 2011, investigators in Marion County, which is just north of San Francisco, I'll be in San Francisco in October. Excellent. Any attractive um, young ladies out there would like to uh, show me that city? I would. Very much appreciate it. Really, you're going to. He's use been the to the city several times. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, for the uh, love of Lord! No, either. I'm just joking, of course. He announced oh, that. No, they, he's not joking. <laughs> they announced anyway. The investigation um, in Marin County announced that they were uh, confident that Rodney was responsible for the 1977 murder of 19-year-old Pamela Jean Lapson, uh, who disappeared after taking a trip to Fisherman's Wharf, a very nice area, to meet a man who had offered to photog- uh, photograph her. He battered her naked uh, body, and the body was found near, uh, near a tra- hiking trail. I'm telling you, man, there's all kind of body. I never go on a hiking trail. You just no. find bodies all over the place. You got you to step over bodies. You trip over bodies. And all you so, want to do is get to the top of the mountain. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, with that, there was no fingerprints or usable DNA, so charges are unlikely to be filed. But it's still kind of pending out there. Uh, they're hoping to find some more additional evidence that they can um, use to go for, forward with charges. Washington State, um, an investigation is ongoing right now in Seattle regarding Alcala's possible connection with the murders of Antoinette Whitaker, who was 13 in July of 1977, and Joyce Gaunt, who was 17 in February 1978 when they were murdered. In 1979, Alcala rented a Seattle-area locker where investigators eventually found a jury that uh, Charles was mentioned, referencing before. So along with um, all this... Um, these charges, as I mentioned earlier, in 2010, the Huntington Beach uh, and the New York City Police Departments released 120 of Alcala's photographs that they had he had in his possession um, to get the public's help in identifying the people in the photographs in hopes of determining if any of the women or, and children is being photographed or additional victims. Approximately uh, 900 additional photos could not be made public. Um, because they were sexually uh, explicit. In the first few weeks of posting those online, uh, police reported that approximately 21 women had come forward to identify themselves, and at least six families said they believed they recognized loved ones who had disappeared years ago and have never been found. However, according to one published account, as of 2010, none of the photos have been um, uh, unequivocally connected to a missing person case or an unsolved murder. But the uh, original photos um, remain posted online, and police continue to solicit the public's help to further identif- to get further identification. So, creepy guy. Rodney he was a creepy Alcala. guy. But he won at the dating game. Yeah, well, did he? Well, did he really? Well, he didn't really win because he didn't go out to go. Yeah, she didn't go out with him, and uh, she showed good judgment there. 
But um, if you have a chance, go on YouTube, and like I said, just type in Alcala and The Dating Game, and you can see that episode, and you'll get a chance to take a look at him. He's a creepy-looking dude, and it's more creepy to watch knowing the background of it. Um, but um, So, Brandy, your final thoughts on serial killer Rodney James Alcala. I will never go on The Dating Game. Well, you better not. Well, you and are, I'm, you I'm are gonna tell you why, Brandon. I'm gonna tell you why the redhead devil ain't going on the dating game. No, the we gotta give a shout. I'm, I'm gonna give a yeah. shout out here to uh, one of the finest men I know. Oh, for the love of Pete, and, uh, he is a very fine man. Is but, but here's the thing: I'm a fine girl. Well, how did they, how did they end up together? I mean, well, I mean, the, the, as much as it pains me to admit it, the redhead devil ain't. Painful to look at, right? So at right. first but, I mean, glance, you could say, "Oh, you know, what do we got here?" Right. But and then you know, and then she sucks you in, and you find out she ain't got no soul. She's you know, but whatever. Um, but I like to give a shout out. It's to, that red hair, you know. It kind to, of yeah, reels you in. And yeah. Then. Well, and she, you know, the the devil, little chesty. Yeah, she's a little chesty. Uh, yeah. Oh Jesus. Um, <laughs> Now, well, we're mean, getting, now we're going to be getting so, uh, uh, comments about Brady. My brother will appreciate that. <laughs> well, the devil is Jesse. But anyway, yes. Dave Harmon has been married to this devil for nine years this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, is this your anniversary? Nine years. Yeah. Oh, um, yes, right. I suggested that you go to McDonald's. I yes. believe. Congratulations. Which is very sweet. Thank you for that yeah. suggestion. Yeah. The man, the man, you know, we just did one on Audi Murphy and the medals he's got. Yeah. This man should get a medal. I mean, yeah. you should get a medal. You come home every night and got to face the devil. I mean, they talk and about... Don't, you know, they don't get around now, the, Audi mean, Murphy climbed out. He had to climb out and face German tanks, but he did not have to face the devil waking up in the morning. I'm just saying. Well, um, yeah, they're both wow. very, very courageous. Congratulations, I uh, guess, Dave. Uh, but congratulations, Brandy, on how many years? Nine. Nine uh, mm-hmm. years of marriage. Nine years uh, of marriage, huh? I know. You've been married 111. Well, the colonel over last weekend uh, celebrated his 28th. Yeah, congratulations. Um, and I'm uh, a relatively young man for that being married that long. But uh, I, on the other hand, was only married 14 years. I'm single and will be in San Francisco the first weekend of October. So. And you can be found <laughs> yeah. at, if you want to contact Timmy, here's how you can contact him. <laughs> yeah, you go to the History Dweeb page. Uh, History Dweebs on Facebook, where you can uh, send Timmy a private message if you like. God. Um, because he does not give the devil or myself administrative rights on the page. And I never will. He allegedly um, is the producer. Yeah, he allegedly. Uh, he refers to us I'm as. Get, I'm going to get a business card that says producer of History Dweebs. He podcast. refers to us as the help. Is what he refers to us you're as. Not much of a, you're really not much of a help, actually. <laughs> you're not much of a producer either, so that makes us even. even. But, uh, so you could you could go to Facebook, um, find Timmy there, find the History Dweebs there. You can also go to uh, Stitcher um, and download and get our things there. You could go to I. What we really enjoy is when you go to iTunes. Um, and leave a comment. Or and, and when you hit Facebook, it takes you to Lib, LibSync, right? Yeah. Um, and you can leave LibSync. some comments there. And but we really, we, again, we really do like to hear um, what you have to say. And if you have ideas for what you'd like to hear in the future, or what you've liked in the past, or if you would like a shout out, or if you'd like a shout out, if you'd like um, 
you know, I had to give away five last last week from our shows. I gave away five autographed pictures, color of glossies. Lying through your teeth. And uh, if you would like one, no one would you take just got to come in and yeah. say, you just got to send us a message and say, I'd like a kernel with a picture, a picture of a kernel. And actually, you know. Nobody says that. But we will send them a picture of Rudy, your dog. I, well, you know, actually, people probably enjoy a picture of Canute and, and Storm better. But, you know, yeah, Rudy that, is a handsome dog. Yeah, so Rudy is a nice I can dog. imagine Rudy and Storm frolicking about in the snow, chasing so Storm things. Storm eats Rudy. Nah, Rudy, Rudy, Storm, Storm, not a dog eater. What, what, what's yeah, wrong with you, bro? Nice. I didn't say Storm wasn't nice. You know, the cool thing about, um, and really serious, since we started this podcast, is that we have a chance. We've had a chance to meet people either in person or, or, or through Facebook or the internet, and um, it's been a lot of fun. So, really, if uh, you listen to the show, send us an email, say hi. We got uh, uh, we met some really cool people, and we got Scott that listens to us and does podcast with us sometimes. We've got yeah, Scott posts him now. Scott walking around, and he's he's actually on vacation. He's going to Gettysburg, and he's doing like the whole Civil War tour. Yeah, and he's posting pictures on Facebook of him and statues of generals and Abe Lincoln, huh? And Abe Lincoln, Abe Lincoln, but he he's also getting pictures. He'll post a picture of a Confederate general and the Confederate president. And I had to tell him today, Scott, that's not helping our presidential chances. Well, we're in the South. Yeah, how's that going, by the way? I, I, win the South. I didn't notice you on the in either of the two debates, I, and I haven't noticed what? you on any poll that I've seen so far. I don't have time to fool around with those trifling debates. All I, I do is get up there. Now, first of all, are you worrying about Megyn Kelly? Is that was that? Uh, are you afraid of Megyn Kelly? I am. Well, no, because actually they said there was a conflict of interest because Megan Kelly and I have had kind of an illicit relationship going on I for a long see. time. So, I don't think so that's true. I'm so grossed out by that. Um, yes, and our apologies to Megan Kelly for we even have, suggesting that. Megan Kelly is uh, um, a follower of the Colonel. Is she She's a tender uh, giving lover. She a listener. <laughs> does she tune into our podcast? Um, well, she turns in. She tunes so. into the Colonel's Corner, um, and she will occasionally send me a, a text message and tell you, you know, and, and, off. and I and and I'm not a I'm not a big watcher of Fox News, but. She's an attractive, attractive woman, and she's she's very uh, opinionated. She's opinionated. She is not she is not dumb by any means. No. Um, I don't agree with her views on many many things. <laughs> um, but I was taken off because when when Donald Trump said nasty stuff about her. Yeah, you, did, I was you like, wanted to defend her honor. You well, a gentleman. I was, gonna, I was just going to put a beat was, down on him. Was he was a cad. He was being a cad. Yeah, he was being a dick. Well, I mean, that's what well, that's what he was yeah. being, and yeah. I mean, you might not agree with a woman, but you don't attack a woman like that. So it's just unchivalrous. So now you are you're calling out Donald Trump. So we'll see if he responds to you. Jesus. No, he won't respond to me because he he plays around with those boys who know he won't come. They won't come after him. He'll mm-hmm. he'll talk about Lindsey Graham. Well, Lindsey Graham, who are he gonna beat up? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got I got I got a little niece that's two years old. Lindsey Graham couldn't whip, but. Okay, so you're calling out uh, the Donald. Oh, I'll call out the Donald. Donald, I'll meet you anytime, anyway. The Don. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everyone. Pull that beaver off the Thank top you. of your head. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Thank you once again for joining us on. Right that way. <laughs> <laughs> joining us once again on History Dweebs, and uh, tune in next time. We'll see you all again real soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. See you, Megan.
We need Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.